else. This is my kid asked me the other day. He goes, Dad, how come when we're born we don't have infinity money? It's like, that would be awesome, son. Because <laughs> it would create a whole bunch of crappy humans. <sighs> so I saw, I saw this video where I gain all my knowledge on social media. It's how I learn in life. Uh-huh. Just it's got to be my channel. <laughs> Probably what? Yeah. yeah. There's yeah, this that's goat. where you learn everything. There's this goat walking on a wall. <laughs> that's a good post, man. I like that. Um, but, uh, no, this guy was talking about, he does, like, some estate planning or something. And he's like, I have seen a kid get $300,000 at the age of 18, just inherited it, no rules, nothing, right? Ruined that kid's life. He says, I saw another kid got $100,000. In three months, he was dead from a drug overdose. He says, you need to understand that these kids have to be taught and learn how to deal with money, right? And I don't think we think about that a lot. We think, hey, it'd be awesome just have an unlimited bank account. It'd be awesome to have a ton of money. But there's also being responsible. Like, that can be a burden. Like, being rich is not always good unless you've already learned a certain amount in life or you've you've set up some some safeguards to know how to deal with that yeah this is interesting right we my kids and again we point to the kids but they're learning they're Mm -hmm. young they don't know they want the next thing the next thing the next thing the next thing and it doesn't stop they, you, they say, Dad, this is all I want. This is all I want. I want to ask for anything else. And they can get it. Dad, this is all I want. Like, And it doesn't stop. Um, and ha- kid, kids are the perfect example of just human nature, right? It's nature. I just, and, and, and anymore, it's, it's the society we're in now where it's very instant. I want it now. Now. You know, yeah, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, we grew up watching that one girl, I want it now. And that was funny because, you know, we were poor and it's like, yeah, you don't get jacked. You know, <laughs> we're that, we're the Willy, we're the, we're the kid. You know, what's his name, Charlie? Yeah. We're the Charlies, you know. No, literally, we grew up not with a lot of money and, and then you see that. I mean, you went to Mason Jr. for heaven's sake. <laughs> and you see that girl, I want it now. And you're like, slap her. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But then now I see my kids. I want this. It's like, you're the Willy Wonka girl. Like, no. No. You've got to earn this stuff. And, and, and here's, the, here's the funny thing. We spoil our kids, and I will say that. Since work's been slower, we haven't spoiled them as much, and they've seen it. And it's been good for them. And it's been good for us to see that, too. Really? Really good. Because we let them know, hey, you know, we don't have the money, which is good. It's, I'm glad we should have done that even when we had the money. We should have been that way. And, and so it's been an eye opener for us too. But anyways, um, so how's it been good for your kids? Like in what way? Because they're not getting what they want. Yeah. My kid was in my room last night. I was laying down for bed. He hops on the computer. Oh, I want this. Some lightsaber. Okay. Five pack of lightsabers. It's like 70 bucks or something like that. And we're like, okay, save your money. Right now you literally have two cents in your bank account because he keeps seeing stuff, wants it. Gets it? Empty. I want this. I want... And I have another kid. Two days ago. Dad, can you buy this for me? It was a Lego set, right? Cheap Lego set, 35 bucks or something. His, his bank account, he's negative money because he broke a vase and it cost us money so we had to take it out of his account. So he's negative money right now. And he's like, Dad, just buy it right now. It's on sale. Just buy it now and I'll earn it. 
And we've done that before, and I don't like that. Yeah. And so I'm like, no. Once you have the money in your hand, you can get it. And here's the other thing. Did you tell them your credit's not good enough? I checked people's credit all day long. <laughs> I pulled your credit, son. And, well, and the other thing is, I don't like them seeing something that they want and trying to earn the money in two, three days. Yeah. Okay, you want that? No, this is going to be a drawn-out process, a month of saving money, so you earn it. Anyways, I'm not the guy to talk to about teaching your kids money because obviously I suck at it because they just want, 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 but... It's interesting to see their side and how they... But you've noticed it's been good as they haven't been able to get everything right away. don't get it. Because we would buy that stuff. That's uh-huh. disgusting and it's my fault. My daughter, Dad, I want white Crocs. And I thought about it and I thought of just throwing them in the cart for her. She just wanted them. But I was like, no. No. You know, I, I'm not buying them stuff anymore like I used to. I used to... If, it's, if it's under 100 bucks, sure. Here. And it's stupid. Yeah. I bet that is good. I bet it's good for us as adults to go through the same thing, right? To just be re- a little bit more responsible. My, my mom had this trick that she taught us as kids. And luckily, like you said, we grew up poor. So I feel like there's some advantages to growing up without a lot of money. Where you have to learn to be thrifty. You have to learn to appreciate things. Right. But she always said, okay, if it's something you want, you got you to gotta leave it on your list for a month. And then after a month, if you go back and look at it and revisit it and say, yeah, I still want that, then you can think about finding ways to buy it. Yep. I was like, man, I, I haven't always done that, obviously, but that's that's a good way to think about things. Then you find out what's really important. How many times do you get something um, and you're like, eh, I don't really like it anymore or I don't use it very much. Everything my kids get. Yeah. It's like you wanted that so bad and now it just sits and collects dust. And we do the same thing as adults. You're right. You go, oh, I want that. You should buy it. And then you're like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? <laughs> exactly. I yeah. like that. Let it sit on your list because it gets them thinking, do I really need, I would say need this, or was it just a, oh, I wanted because I saw my friend had it and I wanted it. Yeah. And that's what a lot of this crap is. So can I talk to you about one other thing while yeah. we're on this topic? Yeah, let's hear it. My son wants his VR headset. Did I talk about this already? Mm, I don't remember. Okay. He wants a VR headset. He's been wanting one forever, for Christmas, for everything. And I said, son, I'm not buying you a VR headset, but you can earn one. So I made this list for him. I said, if you do all these things on this list, I'll buy you a VR headset, even though I'm broke. I said, <laughs> I said, you've got to, um, the list was like, walk the dogs every day. Um, the list was feed the chickens and goats. Oh, this is sounding a little bit familiar. You might have mentioned making this list. Did I? Okay. Okay. Well, maybe I did. Maybe we don't need well, to talk about this. But what's this come to? And then the Keep list going. was listening to this this book that will boost your self-esteem. It was a self-esteem type book. There was, um, uh, there was um, call your friends, set up a hangout with your friends because he was antisocial. So all these things that he struggles with, I wanted him to do. He ended up doing it. He did the list. He's finished with it. Okay? Awesome, man. I ordered the VR thingy. So anyways, he's been, I was proud of him, and I, I said to him, um, was it worth it doing all that stuff? And he goes, yeah, it was. And he goes, Dad, I feel like it's stuff that I want to keep doing. Awesome, dude. <laughs> so I was like, that's where it's worth it for me to spend the money, because that was my investment. It wasn't the VR. I don't care about the VR thing. That's stupid. But I wanted to, I wouldn't mind investing money into my son to make him a better teenager. Yeah. 
And so that's where my goal was with the list. So how do you keep him doing it? I'm just going to keep asking him to do this stuff because now he's in the habit. I'll come in the house, even though he's done with the list. Hey, Jax, can you go feed the animals? Yeah. And he runs out and does it. He's just in the habit now. That's great. It's part of his daily routine. And, um, dude, that's huge. So that reminds me, like, I've been having this conversation with some people this week about like working out. Like working out's hard, right? Yeah. Like you go out and run five miles, you're probably gonna be like, that sucked. I did not like that. That was not fun. Especially the first time doing it. And you might push yourself and do it the second day and it's still hard and it still sucks, right? But you ever met the person that's like, dude, I love working out. <laughs> it's gotta be a hobby. Yeah. It's the only ones who make it. Well, like you said, it's kind of a habit. And then and that doesn't mean during the workout that it's not hard, but you learn to appreciate that difficultness, you appreciate that feeling of pushing yourself um, to where you look forward to it and you like it. But that doesn't happen after two or three or even like two weeks of workouts. It happens much later down the road, right? Yeah. Um, But you you get some benefits from that and you end up liking it. Just like your son found out, hey, I want to continue doing those things, but you got to keep doing them. And, and they become positive and you enjoy it. And then your life, if you keep that up, by the end of a month, it looks different. By the end of six months, totally different. By the end of a year and you've continued to do those things, different. And then I think the thing that people don't realize as well, yeah, working out sucks, but you know what else is hard? Freaking diabetes. <laughs> but seriously, you go through these you know, you, you want to avoid a little bit of pain right now and then you end up with some sickness like diabetes or something that could have been prevented and then you're going to dialysis three times a week. Or, and it's hard. And guess what? That's that's stinking hard as well. And I don't think you get the same fulfillment or enjoyment, you know, going through that as you do from working out. Right. And I think that's, a, that's huge in life. Huge. Let me ask you a question then because this whole month you've ran three miles every single day three miles a day dude for the whole month of january the whole month of january and today is what the end of january today's february 1st oh it's february 1st yeah, first day off dude. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my question did you get that so has it become a lifestyle change to you you're gonna do it continue it or you're so, like screw that I'm it's, gonna go eat donuts. <laughs> good question so I've, I've done a couple of other things in conjunction with that right like i've i've Watch what I ate, eating vegetables with every meal, higher amounts of protein. Um, I've done that, but I also had a, I pay somebody to do a workout program for me. Um, shout out to Coach Trock. <laughs> What's the name, Trock? Adam Poltrock, dude. Poltrock? Okay. Oh, haven't I met him? Yeah, you met Adam. Oh, yeah, yeah. Guy's a stud, man. But he's been giving me great workouts, so I do his workout on top of running the three miles a day. Um, so I'm not going to continue to run the three miles every day. This month, uh, my physical challenge is pull-ups every day and then sit in a squat for five minutes and this back stretch is like a back bend and so oh, yeah. I stop being yeah. a hunchback. Right. <laughs> so so those, a little bit different um, thing, but yeah, I want an additional physical challenge every month of the year this year. So February is a little bit different than January is. So every month's going to have a, a challenge you give yourself. Yeah. So January cool. was three miles. And it was great, man. And it, you know, it did get to the point, like, I 
felt like my body did need some rest and recovery, so that's why I feel like, okay, it's going to be good to not run three miles today, get a little rest and recovery. That's why I'm doing the squats, too, to help my knees, strengthen my knees up and stuff. But um, it felt awesome, man. And it got definitely easier. I got faster as I went, for sure. Did you ran 93 miles. Yeah, well, what's 31 times 3? Yeah, 93. Yeah. You ran 93 miles yeah. this month. I don't even think I can drive that far, man. I mean, my butt getting tired of sitting. <laughs> but that's over a month. That's not bad. <laughs> that's awesome. Good for yeah. you, man. Yeah, it was good, dude. It and, felt, it, and it felt good. It felt to, good. felt good to accomplish something, like make get all the way through it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not... If you start it, it's really not as big of a deal as it might sound. Um, it's fairly easy to do, but it just feels good to do. And, and it feels good to um, do something... Where sometimes you're like, ah, I don't want to do it, and you go and do it anyway. Another thing that I've been doing is taking a cold shower every day. Oh yeah, for at least a minute and a half. That's and supposed to help with something health too. It's supposed to be good for you, yeah. But uh, it's been awesome. When I first started, it was so cold. Now it's still so cold, but it's like much easier. Like I can just be like, okay, just turn it on, just embrace the pain right away. Dude. You're the man, and. The pipes are colder now that it's winter time. Yeah, it's been so pretty the water's cold. Colder. I feel like this winter's been decently cold around here, man. So, uh, I can never do that. Because when I get out of the shower, I want to be as hot as possible. Well, yeah, you do your minute and a half of cold, and then you turn it hot. Well, then you go hot. Yeah, okay, you so you yourself start up. cold. Yeah, you just well, start That's a cold. good way. That's a good way. I was thinking, you take a nice warm shower, it's fun, and now freeze yourself out and get out. No, no, no. You freeze yourself and then you get warm, dude. <laughs> and you get the heat. Yeah, yeah. That's like a, a teasing yourself. I like that. Yeah, yeah, dude. Got to reward, gotta you reward, reward the pain, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> because, like you just brought up, that's a mental challenge. It's a mental... Yeah. It's not like it's, it's, not like it's hard. It's mentally hard. Like, no, I'm going to do this. That's exactly I don't right. want to do it and I'm going to do it. When you, when you have control over your, your mind... Your mind has power. Yeah, that's when you're successful because yeah. you can put yourself in an uncomfortable situation to become better. One hundred percent, dude. I like that. I like that. I love how your mind thinks, Craig. You gotta keep getting better, dude. I'm. It's because yeah, whatever. Gotta keep going. That's it, dude. Just keep pushing. Well, I was talking to a guy the other day, and and uh, basically, this guy's lifestyle. And I told him that this the other day because he makes fun of me all the time. He's like, what do you do all day? You know, sit at your home, work on projects. Because this guy is is camping all the time, snowboarding, mountain biking, um, always gone, just mm. always. And and he was making fun of me, and it was in front of my wife, and my wife started to like kind of chime in a little bit, and I was like, <laughs> so I finally opened my mouth. I said, hey, if I lived your lifestyle, I wouldn't be married. My wife would leave me. As a, you're the only person I know who can live your lifestyle and still have a marriage. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can't go camping whenever I want at the last minute or, or whatever activities are going on. It doesn't matter. I got to go mountain bike. You know what I mean? I can't do that. Yeah, dude, that sounds difficult because you got to get the kids places. Yeah, My wife stuff. would not be happy if I left her to yeah. do it all. We got stuff going on. We have yeah. we have we have stuff as a family. You know, she, she wants to go do her stuff sometimes, so I got to take the kids. You know. Right. Yeah. But anyways, the whole point of me bringing that up was he he did bring up a good point. He said, you know, 
I only have, and again, his is a special marriage. <laughs> Not every guy can do what he does. Because literally... This we, guy must be like smoking hot, dude. Every weekend, every weekend he just disappears. <laughs> like, just gone. You know what I mean? Amazing. So, um, but he brought up a good point. The point he brought up was, I only have this one life. And what's after? He's like, I got to enjoy what I have right now and enjoy every moment of life while I can. Because I understand when you get old, you know, you can't do certain things anymore. 100% agree. Yeah, you got to enjoy it. But don't you also get enjoyment from gaining relationships with your kids and your wife? Well, and that's the other thing that that he doesn't, he doesn't see my side because my side is, yeah, but you know, I like doing projects. I like being at home. I'm a homebody. Yeah. That's what I enjoy. That is my fulfillment. And there might be some fulfillment when you go and say, dude, I did a backflip off this cliff when I was 37 years old, you know, but there's also some enjoyment in being like, hey, I gained this amazing relationship and my kids are around me on my deathbed, right? And who knows? Maybe he's bringing... I don't know this guy you're talking about. He maybe he's bringing his kids From what I've him. seen, he'll bring, his, he'll bring his boys with him. Yeah, so, so that probably gains huge relationships. It's probably yeah. way... He's got a great relationship way with, beneficial. His, with his boys, yeah. Yeah, sure. that's cool. That's a good way to, to approach it, man. Yeah, and he brings them out by kid. Yeah, no, he's a creative And that's what I'm saying. And I've heard that a lot, too, that experiences are way more valuable at the end of a person's life than like things that you buy like it's not about having a cool truck or anything like that it's like going out and experiencing things with with the people you love well like you just said like we just talked about a cool truck is only cool for the first week then there's a new truck the next year that comes out so it's like yeah that's cool you got that cool truck now it's already replaced so like we just talked about with our kids wanting the next thing next thing but experiences you can't replace those I mean that's you just add on them. Yeah. But you can't replace them. Yeah. Totally, dude. So, I was, uh, <laughs> my wife, my wife makes fun of me and says I have road rage, right? <laughs> Speaking of trucks and driving. <laughs> but my kids, she was talking to my kids the other day, and my kids said, yeah, dad's super, over, over, super protective when we're in the car. I was like, that's right, wife. I do not have road rage. I am simply protective over my children. That's how your kids feel. <laughs> it's like, I love it. These kids are amazing. Like, Dad, you get them, Dad. Yell at that guy. He was a bad driver. <laughs> protective. That is awesome. Yeah, dude. So you just got a perspective. Yeah, you just got to protect your kids, man. That's it. When you're driving, you got to be safe. <laughs> Have you ever cussed at another person, like via in your car at them, but not at them? Uh, like where they could hear me? No, no, no. Just yes. in your car. Yes. Okay, you I do have. verbally say. I stuff. have before. Yes. Okay, you don't just build it up like. Oh, I don't feel gosh. like I have a lot of road rage, and I've been doing much better. Okay, <laughs> but sometimes I'm like, people are being stupid. I will say. I don't know if we're allowed to say it on this podcast. Never mind. <laughs> I won't say it, but um, a dumb bleep. I will say that sometimes about people if they do something really stupid. Okay, so this podcast about Arizona, right? We're just talking about life yeah. right now. How do you think Arizona ranks in driving compared to other states? Well, I put a post on the Facebook yesterday. Not even I wasn't even venting or making... I wasn't even poking at anything. I just always thought it'd be cool if there was a U-turn signal. That way you knew if someone was taking a U-turn... like. 
at people, mainly me. That way I could tell people, hey, I'm flipping a U-turn right here, so don't come do anything crazy. Oh, I yeah. wish cars had a U-turn signal. Oh, he's flipping a U-turn. Then people know. I put that on the Facebook, but then the people who commented were more along the lines of, yeah, worst bad drivers and all this <laughs> crap. <laughs> so, I don't know. I always thought Arizona had good drivers. Okay, no, I'm taking this back. We don't have good drivers. <laughs> Just thinking about life. There's so many hit and runs. Dude, that not that messed up, hit and run? Yeah. Like, I've been in a few accidents, but I've never ran from an accident. And nowadays, with all the cameras, you get caught. You've been... It's a big deal. Big deal, yeah, man. Fleeing the, sea, fleeing the scene of an so accident. So here's, here's my theory. I think Arizona drivers are fine. Now, here's the thing. We have pretty good roads, pretty wide roads... Yeah. We do have a lot of intersections in Arizona because we're very built on a grid, um, which they say intersections cause more accidents. That makes sense. But we have good roads. We have pretty decent driving conditions year-round. Like, we're not dealing with ice and snow a lot unless you go up to northern Arizona. So I don't know if we're the best in, like, bad weather driving type of situations. I have to I have to say that. But I think overall we're decent drivers. You're right. When it rains we all like slow down. You're right. It's like, oh crap, what do we do? But that probably is a sign of a good driver. You should <laughs> slow down in the rain. Put the hazards on and pull to the side of the road. <laughs> Unless you're in a haboob. <laughs> in a haboob, turn your lights off. Turn your lights off. You don't want the car behind you smashing into you. I don't understand you. that. I do not understand that, but that's what the professional That's what say. they say, dude. Um but my theory is that we have a lot of people coming from other states and each state drives a little bit different and sometimes they don't mix well. And so that's why sometimes it seems like Arizona drivers aren't good. But what it comes down to is all these foreign drivers from other states coming down trying to use their old techniques in our state. That's what I was going to go with. (laughs) I lived in Mesa. I grew up in Mesa. Mesa... Like forever. I was in Mesa forever, you know that. Into my thirties. And and Mesa's always home. But anyways, when we moved down to Queen Creek, I'm like, hey guys, the speed limit is still forty five, but down there everybody all of a sudden thinks forty five means fifty five. And my wife's the same way. She goes, Hey, you're That's because they gotta get into town into Mesa. It's and they're driving from so far away, dude. It's cause they're coming from there to go down to to Queen Creek or Santan and they just haul butt through it. That's my opinion. But anyways, um, I, that was just the weirdest thing when we moved down there. I was like, "Gosh, dang! Like, 50, 45 is fifty-five down here, and you got to keep up. Got to keep up, dude. Yeah, keep up with the Joneses down here, man. It's crazy. But no, I, I remember Ramesa. It was you know it was forty-five posted, and you usually go forty, maybe forty-five, because we have old, old people out okay, there. Okay, but but do you do you, you ever drive back speed. into back into town, back into Mesa, and it's like. Dang, there are so many stoplights and, and so traffic. much traffic. There's so much traffic. Yes. I go in there and I'm like, where'd all these cars come from? Because <laughs> you can't go 55 anymore <laughs> down the road. <laughs> well, and you know, it's it's three, it's six, seven lanes across the whole thing. Yeah. You yeah. know, everything is three lanes on each side. And yeah, Mesa's definitely, there's so many people there. Yeah. And that's, that's why, but, and everything slows down. It's like, I mean, it's the same thing if you're driving to Phoenix. You know, you get into those lanes and everything slows down because of the traffic. There's more people. Yeah. And um, the further out you are, it's like, yeah, it's time to go, baby. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. It's funny. It's so true. And it it definitely gets worse in the wintertime. 
definitely more traffic in the yeah. winter. Yeah, the the, the snowbirds coming the in. Snowbirds. Right, and I'm fine. That be Canis, the, dude. That'd be the dream to be a snowbird. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Always have good weather. <laughs> yeah. And you can say whatever you want. Yeah. You need wherever. To start, you need to start closing some more loans so you can snowbird it up. Man. You can drive wherever you want and as slow as you want because you're expected to. <laughs> it's not. Uh, I remember one of my aunts telling me a story. So my aunt's on my mom's side, and and she says. Yeah, I was trying to get somewhere real quick, and I got stuck behind this car just going five miles below the speed limit, super slow, and I turn around, and it was my grand- <laughs> it was my grandpa going all slow. It's their own family. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> well, and Candace says I drive like a grandpa, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm never in a really hurry. Like, sometimes... I guess the only time I drive a little more crazy and it's just me in the car, but when there's more people in the car, for some reason, I turn into grandpa mode and I just drive slow. Take it easy. I don't know. Never in a hurry. That's good, man. Never in a hurry to die. You live a relaxed life. I get in a hurry sometimes when I got one showing that's gone over and I got to get to another one. Sometimes I get in a hurry. Or someone's calling me and wanting me to email at the same time. That's a, dude, that's a bad thing about having these smartphones is you can email and do all these things at the same time so people expect like an instant response but you also have to drive and not get distracted <laughs> you better pull into a parking lot Craig dude I have to sometimes yeah I don't want you dying from texting or emailing I have to pull over and then I have to apologize that I was late sometimes actually I'm pretty good at being on time I, I yeah. do good at managing that my wife is a very on time person yeah so I like that I like that, and it's good for me too. So, b- before you met your wife, then were you an on-time person? Yeah, I was. I was always pretty good at it. Um, so it may- mixed well with us. Yeah. Now I will say, my family in general, my mom specifically, is not on time. <laughs> it's not a shock to her. She won't be upset by this. She she likes to take her time and double check a few things before she leaves the house you know yeah so triple check so when we have family events I I know there's going to be one or two of my siblings and there's only four of us but there's going to be one or two of them (laughs) that are always late always late no matter what yeah yeah my brother either forgot about the event entirely (laughs) or my sister just taking her time getting things ready so I always tell my wife I'm not worried about getting there on time because we're going to start a half hour late anyways yes it drives her nuts. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Just I feel like that's how it is. People are either all the time or they're just not. And they're always that way. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and I'm not sure what, you know, I'm not sure what makes people one way or the other. I did hear something from Steve Harvey. You know Steve Harvey? I've never met him, though. No, I don't know. Yeah, I've is. never met him either. But I've seen him on social media. And he was saying something that people that are late live longer on average. Because they're less stressed. Less stressed. They don't worry about it so much. Whereas people that are on time all the time are stressed out. So, one time we went out with these friends. But I will say, people that are on time all the time, at least they respect other people. What do you mean by that? (laughs) They respect other people's time, man. Oh, I see. They're like, hey, I value you. I'm going to be there when I said I'll (laughs) be there. And the other people don't. Exactly, but apparently they live longer, so. Well, I think it also (laughs) comes down to, maybe I'm saying this wrong, but... um, like you just brought up. I'm the late one. Yeah. And I never think it's disrespectful to the other person. I just think, I'll get there when I get there. 
Yeah, exactly. You're just selfish. I'm, I'm being selfish. And I'm not <laughs> thinking about them and their needs, but my wife's the on-time one because she's thinking about their needs. Yeah, your wife hey, is a thoughtful lady. We have to respect them. I we have to, that. you know, they expected us. We got to be there. Yeah. And I'm not that way. And so I'm the later one. She's the earlier one. So mixed together, we're half and half. I don't know. <laughs> I make us late all the time. She's waiting on me all the time in the car. I can't tell you how many times she's in the car waiting for me, the last one to come out. Of the That's house. interesting. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know this about you, man. So my wife's giving me a, a she's called she's giving me an animal to be. Um, she calls me a tortoise. <laughs> when I eat, uh, I'm the last one to get up from the table. I do stuff slow. Yeah. But this reminded me. I wanted to share this quick story because it never clicked into my head until we went to pick up these friends one time. We were going to. I think I shared this. We we're going to this Phoenix Suns game. We we're picking up these friends. Why did I think this? I think I shared this. And and he we were picking him up at work because he had to work late. And so we had his wife, Candace, and me in the car. And we go to pick him up. And he already knows we're late, okay? He comes out of the office and he's just walking. Just his pace. And his wife goes, that's always his pace. No matter if we're in a hurry, if we're on time, <laughs> he never changes it. And it's just so funny because... I'm like the same kind of a way. I'm just like, well, we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> but it's good. I'm glad you told me that because maybe I will live longer. Maybe you will, dude. <laughs> Not so stressed about getting places. It's just funny. It's just funny the personalities and the change of different people. So I remember my dad would always be the one waiting in the car for my mom to get things ready, you know. Um, but he had a saying, speaking of tur- turtles, he said, whenever we finally get off in the car, he's like, okay, like a herd of tor- uh, uh. <laughs> Like a herd of turtles in a tortoise race. That's what it would say. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. It's funny. Yep. That's my spirit animal, I guess. Is a tortoise. So. Good for you, man. Yeah. Which is cool. It's cool for me because I like tortoises. I think they're cool animals. They're fun to watch. And I'm pretty fun to watch. They're so good to pet. Yeah. Just snuggle up with them. You just snuggle them. Yeah. They're very soft. Oh, Yeah. Just cuddly, um, keep it in bed, sleeps in your bed with you. This is funny, because I wrote down a pet peeve to talk about, and yet... Oh, I love this. Let's do some It has exactly to do with this, Okay, in a sense. Because here I am talking about, I'm the late one, it's okay. And I was that way this morning. So, for example, one of my kids stayed home from school today. The other two, we're going to go. The one that stayed home was the one that is always like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Okay, he's the early. He wants to be there 20 minutes early. So, because he wasn't coming, and it's me, I'm a little lazier. And so we all get in the car, you know, it's definitely about 20 minutes later than we usually get in the car. Oh, wow. But it's okay, because we usually drop them off early. They go away early. At this point, I'm like, okay, I might have to sign you guys in. I don't know. But I don't even know what, I honestly don't even know what time their school starts. I have no clue. I just <laughs> take them when we take them, because it's early. Anyway, we drive down the end of my street, and my son goes, Dad, we got to go back. I was like, why? He goes, I don't have my uniform on. Because you got to wear a uniform to school. And guess what? Tortoise me was upset. And I got mad at him. Because I'm like, son, you've had all morning for the last hour and a half to put on a uniform? (laughs) It's not like this is a shock. (laughs) And so I get mad, you know. and, And it's just funny because here I was just talking about how I'm cool being late. But when something like that happens, when I'm already moving towards something and then I got to like revert back, that's when I'm like, oh gosh, dang it. Okay. 
That's a good pet peeve. I'm going to steal that one and share a story here. So the other day, same thing, getting the kids ready for school, my two daughters, I say to both of them, because they have these slippers on, hey, you need to get some shoes on, okay? Now, my oldest daughter, she's very responsible for the most part. She, she does a good job. Anyways, my youngest daughter goes and gets her shoes on. We get in the car. I get all the way to the school. They're getting out. They're getting out of the car. My daughter says, crap, dad, I still have my slippers on. I can't go to school with slippers. I was like, too bad. So, no, I'm going to get in trouble. So, my kind heart was like. That's where it comes down to. Okay. And she could tell I was really disappointed, but I didn't get mad or anything. I just, you know, you know how kids, when they, they feel that dad disappointment, she yeah. totally felt that. Anyways, I took her all the way back. Her sister went off to school because we were already there mm-hmm. and uh, rushed home, got her, her shoes. She has not forgotten her shoes since. Nice. <laughs> the next day she's all, look, dad, I got my shoes on. <laughs> it's just funny what slips their mind. It's funny for, for kids because, you know, as adults... We have a lot we're thinking about in the morning. You know, there's a lot for the whole day that we're thinking about. And, and maybe for kids too, but my, my thought is, dude, you have, you have one job. Like, <laughs> we basically pack your lunch for you. You just got to grab it. <laughs> you, you just got to eat, put your clothes on, and go. I think if you let them ha- face the consequence though, the natural consequence of, dude, I don't have lunch. Okay, but here, here is one thing I'll say. Like, you let them face a natural consequence, they'll typically learn on their own and be more responsible next time, like my daughter with her shoes. Yeah. Um, the society is less set up for people to face natural consequences. For example, if my kids forget their lunch, the school's going to give them a Take free care lunch. Of it, right. I'm like, mm, I don't know if that's the best thing or not. And if but, you- but then they have to pay for it, so if they have to earn it, I guess that's a consequence they can face. Okay, I think we're okay. I think I worked that out now. (laughs) I just need to talk it out. (laughs) Talk this out. That's awesome. It's it's better if it doesn't come from, like the consequence doesn't come from me because then it just feels like a punishment. Right, more self-inflicted. Yeah. Like you said, even, 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 even if you dropped off with your slippers, you know, it probably wouldn't have been a big deal. The school probably would have made me come pick Teacher her up. Teacher might have called if she had yeah. me or that's something. What, and that's the reason I was like, okay, we're. I could tell she felt terrible for it. I could tell she was yeah. feeling guilty. So I was like, okay, she's facing a consequence on her own right now. She yeah. doesn't need me yelling or telling her how to do things. Such a good dad. But you thought that one through. See, I <laughs> that's just like that. I lose it. I'm pretty pretty cool guy, oh. and then all of a sudden I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Oh, don't don't get me wrong, man. It happens. <laughs> You've had it. I had one good experience there, Jerry. <laughs> I'm going to share it with the world so they admit I go. look good, okay? It was the day you took your medication. <laughs> Things are just gone. Oh, I love it. That's Great. it. All right, man. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Call it good. Call it good. Ah!